guess I'll put the radio on. Hey, come in. I want you to converse with me. I also know sign language. I have a complimentary sandwich. It's peanut butter. It's delicious. We want more. I like to call out street names. I still keep the antennae under my wing. Yeah, Brace. I do, Pips. You can read with your nose, too. There's two radio scenes signed. Turn the bloody radio down. I'm trying to watch telly. Now let's meet our lucky contestant. She talks like a computer, but certainly doesn't dress like one. Meet Karen. Hi, thanks, Martin. I also like to call out street names when I see them. Great, Karen. Now, when you filled in your questionnaire, you forgot to tick romantic preference. So we've picked you these three dates for you to choose from. First up, it's Lee. He lives with his mum, and he also talks like a computer. I don't live with my mum. She's in the granny flat, and I prefer to talk like an android rather than a computer. What have you got against computers, Lee? Nothing. I have one at home. What? In the granny flat? Moving on from Lee, Karen, is your next choice. The half-man and half-frog-eating bird who likes to terrorise the people of Seaside by aggressively checking behind their knees for dirt. It's Tawny Frogmouth. Oh, hello, Martin. <laughs> now, here's Karen's last choice. He doesn't live with his mum, he likes to listen to computers, and is Lee's older and more charismatic brother... Jeff! What? Jeff, you're supposed to be helping Mum with the cataracts. You're not getting a lift back with me, mate. Okay, that's it for the intros. Now it's time to... Sell yourself! Lee, you're up first, so... Go! What? Now? Yes! Uh, my name is Lee. (laughs) Why can he do that? To get you off guard, mate! What? That's the rules, Lee. It's called balking. He's forfeited selling himself... By just balking you. This is crap. It sounds like it too. Keep going, Lee. Okay, um, I spent a lot of years perfecting this type of talk. Uh, um, I can even speak with a Russian accent. Ahem, Kof. Excuse me, Perrin. I would like to... Oh, time's up. Well, Karen, it's a choice of Lee, who just got completely owned in front of this live audience by his much funnier brother... The funny brother Jeff, who really looks the ticket. Or Tawny Frogmouth, who has found someone with dirty knees. You didn't wash behind your knees, did you? Well, I keep behind my knees very clean, so Tawny wouldn't bring anything to our relationship. And with Lee, I really don't like the way he speaks. It seems forced and unbelievable. Are you kidding me? But his brother was really funny the way he kept interrupting with those fart noises, so I picked Lee's brother, Jeff. Karen, Karen, we talk the same. Listen, Thomas Street, Princess Street. That's quite enough from you, mate. Get your hands off me. Join us next week when we play the puppy and kitten version of Hooker. This is a stupid show. Stranic Keith's community announcement. Who's celebrating Seaside? The Seaside Mime Group is. Next week is their second episode in the riveting pantomime about the history of Seaside, called Seaside's History. The next episode reflects purely on our relationship with the King Tide. Astronic Keith's community announcement. That's right. This summer, the Seaside Culture Co-op presents Teenagers Do Shakespeare, The Good Bits. Yeah! 
every lunch hour in the food court, Main Street Shopping Mall, next to Merv's Carvery, featuring excerpts from Romeo and Juliet. Romeo! Oi! Romeo! Where are you? The other bit from Romeo and Juliet. Oi, check that out. Hey, what's the line? What light through yonder window breaks? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's that light breaking through that window? Hey, you got to smash the window, man. No. Sweet. Hamlet. Uh, to be or not? To be. Hey, to be or not to be? That is the question. Yeah, well, what's the answer? It's rhetorical. Look, if you don't know the answer, just say so. More Hamlet. Poor Horatio. Horatio. I knew him, eh? You knew him too, didn't you? What about you? Did you know him? Tonight, youth in crisis as literacy rates plunge. This is Seaside News. A local production called Teenagers Do Shakespeare has been cancelled after one lunchtime, with young actors seemingly unable to understand the text. In the studio, we have a very learned and dull man who's going to tell us how stupid our children are. Professor Big Worthington, welcome. Uh, Professor, are our children losing the ability to communicate? Well, firstly, allow me to uh, thank you for inviting an old aeolist like me on your program, accused as so often I am of being uh, adoxographic, or indeed <laughs> auto-hagiographic. I certainly hope I am not. Uh, but now, to your question, uh, is our beloved language a philopendulous with regard to the youth? Or estropede, in fact? Or, more precisely, vice versa in this instance. Was that my question? Is it fear? Armatidia? I think not. So what then? Uh, what? Exactly. Ineloquence amongst the youth is so prevalent today. What? You think I'm being mumsimus? Ultra-crepidarian, perhaps. But I do feel strongly to be thalamic now. Vis-a-vis the youth, I mean bye-bye to our lovely big words. Making news tonight, crisis in academia. Our college professors losing the ability to communicate. It's feared professors around the country are disengaging from society, lost in their own worlds, in their own language. Here is an excerpt from a recent production of Shakespeare by a group of unemployed university professors as part of their lecture hall tour. Romeo, oh Romeo, wherefore, in this instance being the union of adverb and preposition to form the inquiry, what is your immediate location, the application of the enumerate in this passage not employed, nor variances such as the negative prefix. To reflect, we are asking, where, dear Romeo, are you in the now? What is your location? Vernacular of the period, wherefore art thou? Present day, where are you? In the beginning, there was nothing but darkness, and then, miraculously, four and a half billion years later, there was Sue and the Sea Cow, a radio play mostly about water and the things that swim in it. In the last episode, we discovered the youth's reaction to authority. I hate the gentleman And authority's reaction to the youth. You don't scare me anymore. Now, in episode six of Sue and the Sea Cow, we learn some family secrets, like why the general manager doesn't wear singlets. Because it's common. We learn how monsters are made. He was eating calamari and dropped a bit in the test tube. And what they look like. Nine metres long, three metres wide, and had a face of tentacles where whiskers should have been. Sue and the Sea Cow, a radio play four and a half billion years in the making. Delivered weekly to your gene pool by radio, telegraph and ibis. Consume it. Sounds delicious. Yes, it does sound delicious. You're listening to Ronnie Keith. And this is Statfinger with Small Change. 
Walking through the street with a 50 in my hand. I fell to the gutter and I fell a homeless man. I chased him around the corner to the alley went stop. Now a handful of change is all I've got. I got. Could you repeat that? En aucune façon. What is a seaside? Peu probable. No, I don't think so. Australian Kids Community Announcement. Celebrating seaside. Barry's Butcher Store. Ham steaks, ten for two bucks. Mm-mm. Awful for your pets or garden. Fill a bag for a dollar. Any old size bag will do. Feeling Mediterranean? Goat chops are fresh and in store now at Barry's. Six dollars a kilo. Australian Kids Community Announcement. That's right. Come with us now to Seaside for episode six of Sue and the Sea Cow. In the last episode, we learned more about the fate of the squid boat Neptune's Mum. I found the boat. It was flat, like something very heavy and kind of fat just sort of rolled on it. And the girls just lost their bucket of squid tentacles to the unscrupulous general manager. Although Sue is more concerned for the safety of her friend Lau, who was on board the sunken ship. Hey you, give me back my tentacles. <laughs> if it isn't a school bully, I heard you've got sacked. Too little they said. You don't scare me anymore. Get out of my way. I hate the general manager. Hurry up, Walter. Get those stinky buckets of tentacles in your car. But, sir, my car has just been detailed. It's a signature Rolls Royce. Royalty have used it to attend some of Seaside's most memorable functions. Stop your whining. Now, you, deckhand, make yourself useful. Grab a bucket and walk with me. Come in, General Manager. Sorry, little girl. I need that bucket of tentacles back. Thanks. Hi. Give me back my tentacles. 
Never mind him. We have to go. A friend of mine needs help. Come on, let's run. Oi, get out of the way, you little girls. Now, Dickie, you tell me, what squashed Neptune's mum? Well, General Manager, as I told the little girl, something very large and very heavy just sort of sat on the boat and flattened it like a pancake. And what's more, I heard what sounded like a farmer's cow. But whatever did that to the boat had to be much bigger than a farmer's cow. Maybe it was a big, fat, slow whale. Or a monster sea slug. Or a giant, a giant... A giant sea cow. A giant sea cow? Great Nora, the stories my dear mum told me must have been true. Maybe I shouldn't have had it locked up. Oh, never mind. Walter, hurry up. We've got to get back to my office. It's business. Big business. Oh, now I've fallen in my custom-made suit. It's covered in squid shit. Are the stories the general manager's mum told him true? We'll soon find a friend. Tune in again next time to find out on Sue and the Sea Cow. Seaside Radio is produced by Alex Oliver and Chris Hollins. You've been listening to Seaside. When you're next in town, why not stop for a quick lunch at Brian's Dad's Easy Meals, where this week you'll receive free toast soldiers with every soft-boiled egg washed down with a glass of tepid milky tea for just a dollar. And Liz, you have literally forgotten how to speak. Oh, Matt, your friend that I can't see. Ahem, cough. Excuse me. You sound like a vending machine. Thank you. Romeo, oh Romeo, what is your immediate location? Yep, my bleeping mouth hurts. The loss of a loved one can be a traumatic experience. Bleep you, I hate you. Is your mother an alcoholic? Is your dad in the model train club? Hey, hey, what are you doing? I was listening, Vic.